Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. And let's talk about what lessons about. Let's hang out. And let's listen to two lesbian shout. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Hey guys, welcome back to Les Hangout, a lesbian podcast that even straight girls love. From the East Coast, I'm Ellie Brigida. And from the West Coast, I'm Lee Holmes Foster. And welcome to episode 19, A Twist of Straight. And this will be our last episode of season one. It's been a crazy first year for our little podcast that could, and we cannot thank you enough for listening. The support from this community has been overwhelming and keeps us going and making this podcast for you. We plan on coming back for season two bigger and better than ever. More of the guests you love, more of the movies you love, and more of the songs we love to write. We will be taking a quick break for the next few months, but we will be back at the beginning of September. And of course, we still want to hear from you on all of our social media accounts. Please let us know what you want to see in season two. We're also going to be posting more consistently on our YouTube channel next year, including full episodes and more Les Essentials music videos. So make sure you subscribe at youtube.com slash leshangoutpod. Some of you might remember way back in episode three, A Sad Straight of Affairs, we talked about the classic lesbian experience of falling for straight girls. Oof. Oh, we've all been there. Today, though, we want to talk about another experience that I think a lot of us have also had, which is having straight girls who are kind of way into lesbians. Yep. Yeah. And of course, we want to insert a little disclaimer here, <laughs> like we said in our other episode about straight girls. Love you, straight girls. Sometimes too much. Um, <laughs> we obviously know sexuality is a spectrum. For the purpose of this episode, we're talking about women who identify themselves as straight. Yes. And, and I would also put in a heavy disclaimer of, here's an episode where Lee and Ellie are going to use anecdotal evidence to broadly generalize about straight, straight women. <laughs> <laughs> to make sweeping generalizations, um, which we are totally aware that we are doing but it's just, it's going to happen. So it's let's gonna happen. just all buckle in for the ride. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're just, we're going to go for it. Because I'm sure a lot of you also have these same experiences. And I really wanted to talk about them in episode three. But now we're doing it here because it was honestly there was too, much. too much. There was too much to talk about. So. Too much. So here we go. A twist of straight. Let's talk about some straight girls again. Yes. <laughs> so like we said, we're talking about straight girls who are really into lesbians, right? Or even a specific lesbian. Yeah, even just really into one particular lesbian, which is yeah. usually me. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know what we're talking about, right? But if, if you're not, you as a queer woman have a straight friend, maybe one straight friend, that token straight girl, and, you know, they always want to go out on dates with you and... They are really interested in your sex life and um, they constantly are asking you questions. So intrigued by your lifestyle. They right? flirt a little too much. Mm -hmm. They love flirting with you. They treat you like a boyfriend. Well, yeah. treat you like a girlfriend to them. 
treat you like a boyfriend. And, you know, the lines can get a little bit blurry there. So we want to talk about why we think this happens and just when and how this has happened to us. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that I get the most, and I feel like this is just base level, this is just like normal straight girls, okay, is that when you're the token lesbian in a room, which I try not to be, I try to surround myself with queer women every day, but... <laughs> but you are a professional lesbian. I'm a professional lesbian, yeah. So I was in this acapella group. There were 10 girls who all lived in one house together, okay? And I was the only lesbian. Oof. Actually, there were... Okay, yeah, there were a few girls who were somewhere on the spectrum, but I was very like, I'm super gay and I am dating a woman and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like when that happens... Every single straight girl who's never been able to tell anyone about this one time where they thought they were maybe attracted to a woman, they flock to you and they're like, so I want to talk to you about this thing. Am I gay? (laughs) (laughs) It can start innocently, right? With like the, oh, I mean, I'm straight, but I would totally make out with this actress you know or like something Mm -hmm. like I feel like when I was in college it was a big thing of like you know oh I mean I'm totally straight but like who wouldn't sleep with Angelina Jolie right exactly and that's it's like they're trying to find some sort of common ground with you that's opening the door Mm -hmm. that's like the for the baby step yeah (laughs) I mean and I think also that just comes from the fact that who wouldn't want to sleep with Angelina Jolie as a lesbian of course I think women are beautiful But I also think objectively, we as a society can just agree that women are beautiful. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yes. So I think that even women who identify as straight still have some sort of curiosity or just have even entertained the idea because why not? (laughs) You know? That's not me being like, everyone's gay, which like I think a lot of the time. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole separate episode. That's a whole separate topic. But I think it is just that... A whole separate episode. Does straight exist? Yeah. Ellie chimes in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Here's my thing on that. Derail us for a minute. If straight doesn't exist, then lesbian doesn't exist. And I really can't have lesbian not exist. You know what I mean? Mm, so true. So that's where I stand on that. I mean, especially with that awesome les shirt. I mean, you just, you gotta have it. Exactly. But like, even still, does lesbian exist? But we're not gonna go there. Um... <laughs> Where was I? Girls having girl crushes. Yes, girl crushes are a real thing. Even and perhaps especially with straight girls. Yeah, like, especially, especially with straight girls. I think even if you are straight, you can put yourself in a headspace to be like, of course I can understand being attracted to a woman. Yes. Because I love my friends who are women. A lot of my friends who are women are beautiful, and I... You're, you can understand other people being attracted to them. Yeah. So you, you just sort of get it. But then I think, like, as a lesbian, straight women feel as though you are a safe space to talk about their not straight feelings. Yeah. Which is valid. Like, I want people to come to me and talk these things out because maybe that person who identifies as straight might not be as straight as they think they are. Or they have a space to talk it, talk it out and be like, okay – yeah, I can see this maybe, but still not for me. I'm straight, you know? And I think everyone should have that space to to explore, mm-hmm. which is maybe a selfish thing, but still. <laughs> it does get into a gray area here where I think a lot of the things that we're going to be talking about 
you also see when people are sort of taking their initial steps down that coming out journey, mm -hmm. right? And so it's hard sometimes. How do you distinguish between are they realizing things about themselves and coming out versus they're totally straight, they're just sort of, you know, exploring this. And I think that's that's the one that we're interested in today, you know, is is where does that leave things with girls who do some of these things but remain straight and identify as straight and and, you know, aren't aren't coming out. Yes. And there are a lot of them. I think the line really comes with self-identification. Yeah. And yeah, but I do think there are a lot of girls who do self-identify as straight and have some of these, this curiosity, right? I mean, number one, I think a lot of straight girls like kissing girls. <laughs> <laughs> so if we want to go there, I don't know if that's too soon to get there, but I mean, I know a lot of women who identify as straight who have kissed a woman. Sober or drunk? Or both? Mostly drunk. Yeah. Right? We definitely run into that. I think college is a breeding ground for... Yeah. Well, I think in general, the context is important to talk about to a certain extent, right? Because I do think a lot of the experiences I know that, that I've had, and I'm sure that you've had based on the, you know, the initial uh, anecdote that, that you're sharing, I think a lot of this happens in college. Mm -hmm. I think you see it a lot around that age as well, like college or just out of college. And yeah, I think there's a lot of things. I think there's a that there, there's a lot of alcohol. Yes. <laughs> in college. <laughs> what we mean is drink responsibly and legally, of course. But there's a lot of alcohol in college. Yep. <laughs> and there's a lot of parties and there's a lot of, you know, college being a place where you're supposed to find yourself and you're supposed to experiment and push boundaries and have experiences, you know? And I think mm -hmm. that that plays into this, uh, certainly to a large extent. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people want to have that experience where they make out with a girl. And yeah. I will say, I feel like we have to talk about in this episode that sometimes that making out with girls is because girls want attention yeah. from the male species. Yep. And I hate to say that because, of course, that is, I think, turning into a very small percentage. I think, like, men like to think that, that women are making out with each other for their enjoyment. However, I have seen straight girls be like, that guy's looking at us. We want drinks. We'll make out if you buy us drinks. That has happened, and I have seen it happen. Yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't want to say that that never happens, because that's naive. Do you know what I mean? But do you think do you think it happens less now or do you think you and I see it less now because we're not in that same environment anymore? It certainly had its heyday like when we were in college, you know, mm -hmm. and like cuz we used to do we used to run into that where we'd ha you know, friends would be going out to a party and they're like, "Oh, you know, do you want to come for like, you know, inviting me and Kelsey when we were dating at the time?" And I'm like, "What part of you thinks I want to go with my girlfriend to a frat party?" Yeah. <laughs> like half half drunk dudes either watching us make out or, tr or like, waiting for, like, you know, waiting to watch us. I'm like, I don't... Yeah. What part of that sounds like it would be fun, <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. Yeah, even the other day, I was out with one of my friends, and this guy was like, oh, uh, like, he literally was like, I'll buy you a drink if you guys make out. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm a lesbian, Ugh. and, like, yeah, like, of course I, like, pro I would probably make out with this person, but I was like, no! Like... Yeah. <laughs> You're like, look, sexually, this is not an imposition. Exactly. I was, in like, general. Uh, <laughs> I was like, the principle of it is no. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think you said something interesting, though, which is, A, you know, sometimes you do run into girls doing it because they want attention from dudes, mm-hmm. and it will get attention from dudes. Yep. But the other thing is, I think it's important to also talk about straight girls liking the attention that they get from kind of encouraging girls that they know are gay or queer in some way. Oh, you know? yeah. I think everyone wants to be liked. You know what I mean? It's a nice feeling to have someone have a crush on you. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't necessarily think it's a super negative thing, but it's, but I think it's true. Like, of course they enjoy that somebody has a crush on them or finds them attractive. I have had friends when I came out, when I first came out, I remember distinctly one of my friends, Bianca, love you, Bianca, but (laughs) she... I came out to her and she was like, oh, have you ever had a crush on me? Like excited. Like she wanted me to have had a crush on her. Yeah. And I was like, no, I haven't had a crush on you. Like you're my friend. And like, of course she's a beautiful girl, but like I never thought of her in that way. Like I just never did. And then she was mad. Yeah. Like she was like, what do you mean? Like, is there something wrong with me? Like, look at me. Like, you know what I mean? Like you should have a crush on me. And I'm like, you know this. Wait, let me put on a different outfit and we'll ask again. Yeah. I'm like, you know, this doesn't make any sense, but like you don't actually want me to have a crush on you. And that's that I think, ooh, damn, that is the crux of it right there. Yeah. Because they want, oh, damn, this is giving me PTSD. <laughs> but because, like, in college, I made out with a lot of straight girls. And, like, consistently. It would be, like, the same girl every weekend to the point where I was like, I like this person. And then I'm like, and, kissing And we're going to pretend that that stopped in college, Ellie? Is that, shh, or, shh, is that what we're doing shh. right now? <laughs> okay, yeah, it still happened. Okay. Whatever. It's, it's <laughs> I'm over it. But <laughs> either way. And it's like, it can get really confusing especially as a younger lesbian, I feel like I sort of, I got to the point where I was like, oh, this is what's happening. They really like, they like kissing me. Of course they like kissing me because I'm a good kisser, whatever. But, and they like the attention that they get from me, but they don't really want what I want. Right. You know, like they don't want a relationship with me. They don't like me in the same way that I like them because they're straight. Yeah. You know? I think it goes back to what you were saying before too about, you know, it... Lesbians are a safe space to come and discuss your girl crushes. And I think your lesbian friend is a safe space to get that validation and that attention that you can get from kind of encouraging and pursuing something that you don't really want in the end, Mm -hmm. you know, but it is a safer space because I think especially at that age and at that time in our lives, I think a lot of girls, they do know that let's just throw this out there as another wide sweeping generalization but like college dudes suck (laughs) yes college age dudes are pretty terrible um and so i think that a lot of girls they have that awareness of realizing like another girl is probably gonna not treat me terribly Mm -hmm. you know like even even if she's not into me even if she's not whatever like that we tend to we we get it you know Mm -hmm. like we know what it's like to be vulnerable from a female perspective and so I think they understand like you will be more careful with that and you will validate me and tell me I'm beautiful and make me feel good about myself because you know what it's like to need that you know yeah and it's true I mean as a (laughs) I feel like as a lesbian who was super into straight girls I would give them (laughs) a lot of validation a lot yeah because yeah because I'm like this is what I would want and this is what you deserve like you're Mm -hmm. a beautiful person and blah 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 you know all that And I agree, like, college dudes suck, and so you you have this 
person that I think you really like as a human being and you also think is not going to pressure you to do something that you don't want to do ever. Right. Then that's a sweeping generalization as well. (laughs) All of this is. All of this is sweeping generalization. At least for me. Yeah. I was the kind of person who was a safe space for straight girls. Like, I cannot believe I'm saying this (laughs) fucking shit. But it's true. Like, I wasn't... I'll make you a t-shirt. I am a safe space. I am a safe space for straight girls. Make out with me. Um, But, you know, I I wasn't going to push them to do anything else. If they wanted to, then, like, I'm here. But I pretty much only made out with them, you know? And I I think the other thing is you do, as a lesbian, I think you gain an awareness of the fact that it means something different coming from you than it would from someone else, you know, when you do give that validation. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's something that you get very aware of that, you know, if you tell someone that they look nice that day, that you like their outfit, that their hair looks great, like, I think you know it gets interpreted slightly differently. Oh, yeah. Whether you're... Whether you're into them or not, you know, that like how you say that and how that comes across and how that gets interpreted, I think, is different than like if another one of their straight friends was like, oh, my God, I love your shirt. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the lesbian stamp of approval. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do we get stamps? I want a stamp. Oh, my God. Let's make a stamp. (laughs) Yes. Yes. The biggest compliment I will ever give one of my straight friends is, you look so gay today. (laughs) And every time I tell them, if they know me well, Ellie, oh my God, thank you so much. Like, that's the sweetest thing. Because it is. It's the highest compliment. Like, you look like... Because you have stamped them. Yeah, I've stamped them. I'm like, you look like a hot lesbian today. Like, (laughs) yeah, it's amazing. But I, I think it's true because in the same way that if a guy tells them, just the fact that we are attracted to women in general right. makes them feel like they are more attractive when we give them a compliment. Yes. Yeah. I am very guilty of flirting, period. You're a sucker for the straight girl, Sally. We know. I really am. I just really like flirting, too. That's my, like, <laughs> I feel like I talk to people and I'm like, oh, damn, Ellie, you flirted with that girl again. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just how I talk to people. So then, yeah, and then I'm flirting with straight girls and it gets me in, in trouble. But <laughs> but it does also lead to, I, I think it leads to a lot of confusion, you know, especially for lesbians who are just coming out or who are dealing with having feelings for some of those friends. Stuff like this, situations like this, it just makes it so muddy, you know? It kind of, it makes things very blurry and very confusing. Yeah. And hard to read. It's hard to read that situation. How do you interpret, you know, girls who are just kind of curious and playing around with getting this extra validation versus someone who's actually curious and rethinking their identity and things like that? It, It gets really hard to make that call, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. Which is why I feel like I don't. So, oh, God, I'm the worst. <laughs> I was going to say, which is why I'm like, yeah, you can make out with me. Figure yourself out because I want to help you. Don't do that, Ellie. Don't do it. But you but you do. do but it. I do. But I do. I know. Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> it's better now because I just surround myself with lesbians. I'm like, Ellie, do not go near a straight girl. You will get yeah, sucked into the vortex. lesbian group dynamics are never confusing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's still confusing, but in a very different way. Yeah. Yeah. So something else that I want to talk about while we're talking about the muddy waters and how do you tell what someone's motivation is, what they're looking for. Something else that I think is important to bring up here is that in a general sense, I mean, I know we, we've started with disclaimers. We've said that we are dealing with 
straight girls and especially like girls who self-identify themselves as straight. But I think it's also interesting that there has been a lot of research into female sexuality in general. Mm -hmm. And the takeaway from a lot of these studies kind of always is female sexuality is a pretty fluid thing. You know, there's a spectrum, baby. There's a spectrum, but there's a spectrum that is backed up by science. And those are my favorite kind of spectra. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I, I wanted to talk about, I found an article and they, it, they were just kind of giving an overview of some studies that have been done on things like this and on female sexuality. And they said in, for example, a 2010 survey of college age women, which I think is a lot of what we're talking about specifically, they found that 84% have fantasized about same-sex encounters or have had a same-sex attraction. Yep. 84%. (laughs) I'm really not surprised. I'm really not. That is a much higher percent than, you know, your standard queer percentage of the population. So that's an awful lot of girls who consider themselves straight, who identify as straight, but who have been attracted to women or have had you know, had experiences with women. Because women are freaking beautiful. That's what I said (laughs) at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I mean, we're not, we're not arguing with it or anything. (laughs) I think things like that, I think there was another study that they talked about where women in general are aroused by more things. Like if you show women straight porn or gay porn, or they, (laughs) the quote said, uh, videos of copulating bonobos. What the hell? um, Women just get aroused by like any sort of sexual activity. I feel like that's so funny because, (laughs) like, I feel like if if you're talking about like societal stereotypes, right? You picture like the like young pubescent man who just like pops boners everywhere. Yeah, you know what I mean. (laughs) But like, if you think about it, okay, can we just say that is probably the only time in this podcast that you're going to hear the phrase "pops boners." (laughs) I know. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry for saying the word boner. In, this, in a lesbian <laughs> podcast. Uh, well, maybe we'll bleep it out. We'll get like a... We'll get like a... Oh my God, sensor, a little sensor block. A little sensor bleep. <laughs> oh my God, so amazing. But, but you know, but I just think it's funny because like in society you think of like men being yeah. aroused by everything. It's like they like see a pen, like someone's sharpening a pencil in class and like, oh, like, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you see the study and women are seem to be aroused by everything, which I'm not surprised by either. Yeah. But I just find it really interesting that it's not the picture that we usually get painted by the media. Yeah. It's also, I feel like the other stereotype that I would say that societally that goes against that is like the, it's a very stereotypical like guy thing to be like, oh, women, it's like so hard, you know, like they're so complicated to turn on and to get them started. And like, it's like you could literally show them a video of like, monkeys having sex (laughs) and they're like i'm in i'm like dude i think there's something wrong with you yeah right it's like maybe you're maybe you're just doing it wrong yeah i don't don't know but figure out your partner's body i think it is it is worth pointing out that it does seem to be you know scientifically supported that male sexuality is a lot more tied to their self-identification in terms of of who they're attracted to Women is that is not the case. So in general, we are also just a little more, a little more fluid, a little more, a little more open. Yeah, <laughs> and it makes sense to me. Like, so in the study, it said that women were aroused by lesbian porn, right? Yeah. So <laughs> I sort of want to talk about this because a lot of a lot of my straight friends have told me that they enjoy watching lesbian porn far more than straight porn. However, mm. 
they are still straight, right? Yeah. And I think there's also one of the main reasons I think is that lesbian porn focuses on female pleasure. <laughs> right? Like <laughs> female heavy porn. I know. I was like, what am I trying to say here? <laughs> I was like, I was like, female plays a lesbian porn in her mind. Pleasure. <laughs> um <laughs> Ten minutes later, Ellie comes back to the podcast. Yeah, ten minutes later. Sorry, I'm just going to go watch a movie. I'll be right back. <laughs> hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I think there is something about lesbian porn, lesbian sex that is very female-centric, obviously, because it's all about women. (laughs) Yeah, why why would that be? That's so interesting. I don't know. About... Women. But I think women are <laughs> women are attracted to that. Yeah. Well, and we talked about that. What episode was it in that we talked about straight girls loving the L word? Right. I don't I mean, know. I think, but yeah, I think that's the same idea. Is it's it's like it's all it's all very focused on female experiences from a female perspective. Yes. And it just feels less sketchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think that makes sense. Any of our straight listeners, if you watch lesbian porn, you're not gay. You could be. But you're not necessarily. <laughs> you could be, but it doesn't mean you have to re-question your entire life for just being turned on by things. The general takeaway, according to science, and I have many degrees in science, you guys, so I can be trusted with this. Mm. <laughs> because I read this article, I am a valid source of women just seem to be turned on by whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I also wanted to talk about this Cosmopolitan article. <laughs> <laughs> of course we do. Because like of all course. good lesbians would, right? right? Every of lesbian course. conversation comes back to Cosmo. That I think is sort of related to the fact that female sexuality is pretty fluid. And we sort of talked about, you know, straight women like lesbian porn. And yeah. straight women have fantasized about same-sex relationships. But what happens when straight women actually act on those things? And so this Cosmo article, the title is Seeking... A bestie who loves brunch, Netflix binges, and going down on each other. (laughs) Which some of you might remember. I mean, it didn't come out that long ago. I think it was like 2015. I may be wrong. It was like three years ago. But I just found this article to be so interesting because it talks about women who completely self-identify as straight, are in happy relationships with men, or only are intending on being in relationships with men. However, they really love having sex with women. Which we're really pushing the bounds of, like, fluidity here. (laughs) Yeah. We really... I mean, but that's... You have to be, like, you know, however you self-identify, that's how you identify. Exactly. And whatever 
whatever your sexual activity, whatever, like it's all up to you, you know? And I do think there's, there's this idea of like, I think I, I read this somewhere of being hetero romantic or homo romantic. Yeah. As opposed to sexual. As opposed to heterosexual or homosexual. Yep. Meaning that in your romantic life, so in your dating life, if you want to have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, if you're heteroromantic, you prefer being in a relationship with someone of the opposite sex. If you're homoromantic, you feel feelings of love and romantic feelings and you want to be in a relationship with someone of the same sex. And so I think these women lie in that in-between of they identify as heteroromantic. The main relationships in their lives are with someone of the opposite sex, but they might have some sort of homosexual tendencies Mm -hmm. in that they really enjoy physically being with someone of the same sex. And I don't know. I mean, this is, yeah, this blurs the lines a lot. But it's so interesting, right? But it is really interesting, and I... I also think valid. Yeah. Like, number one, because I completely understand why you would enjoy having sex with women. (laughs) At least, like, anything that explains away people wanting to sleep with women, like, yes. Yes, I'm about it. But even that other aspect of it, of exclusively wanting to have sex with women but not wanting to date women, I can understand as well. Yeah. I don't know exactly how to explain it, but it's it feels as though, like, you are attracted to gender roles, like, I think, or something along those lines in a relationship, which, to be fair, someone can be more masculine, more feminine, someone could be non-binary, somebody could be any anywhere on the gender spectrum. You know, this yeah. is clearly putting in things in boxes, but I think those are people who feel more comfortable in those boxes that are heteroromantic, you know? Yeah. It's also interesting to get at that idea that, like, relationships are about more than just sex. Yes, exactly. And I think that that, I'm really curious. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how this is all, how this all evolves, how it's all changing. Like, there's so many things now in terms of us, A, having more language for a lot of this, having more openness to a lot of this. I think seeing a lot more acceptance of things being fluid, people existing on a spectrum, you know, I think... Especially with stuff like this, you know, I'm I'm curious how that plays out with, like, poly relationships being more mm-hmm. prevalent and more accepted these days. Like, there's just so much there, like, realistically, sexuality, attraction, relationships, like, it's all kind of complicated, you know, crunchy stuff that I think we've been putting into, like, very simple boxes for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is. I'm I'm really curious to see. How, how that, that pans out. out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah it's, it's very... We're looking at you, youths. Yeah. Bring us the future. We want to see what it is. We're so fascinated. Let's just all <laughs> love everyone. Except it's not a- me. I'm not... I will never love a man, so... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fine. I just love being a lesbian. <laughs> I just... I really do. All right. Now that I'm hot and bothered. Okay. There's another thing that I wanted to talk about that isn't really tied to sex um, at all. Okay. It's an experience that I've had with straight women, even straight women that I haven't necessarily been attracted to, like even straight women that I haven't had crushes on. And it's this idea of, I think, as a lesbian, being put in the position of a stand-in boyfriend. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. That I don't necessarily always hate. Do you know what I mean? Like not in... Yeah. There's just this idea like if you have... If I have single straight girlfriends, right? And then they're like, oh, like, 
let's go to the movies. Like, let's go on a date. You know what I mean? Like, let's like go out and do all these things together. Just the two of us. You know, like, why don't you be my emotional support, my like partner and everything. Let's like cuddle, watch Netflix. You know what I mean? Like basically be in a relationship. Go shopping, hold my purse, tell me what I look good in. Exactly. Yes. And that's the thing. A lot of the times, I mean, that is sort of female friendship in general. Yeah, but it's different. I know what you mean. It is different as a lesbian, but I think it's felt the most different when I've actually had a crush on this person. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) So it's like, I don't even necessarily think we're doing anything different than I would do with another friend. It just feels different because I have feelings for that person. But that's where, like, we have these lines that get blurred. I do think that sometimes straight girls who use a lesbian as their stand-in boyfriend get used to that, you know, really like having that person who every single Thursday night, like, we're watching Netflix, you know? Like, this happened to me in college in particular, where I had this one friend, and I had a huge crush on her. Like, huge. And so we would spend all of our time together. Her dorm room was, like, next to mine. So she would just come into my dorm room and be like, it's, like, whatever night. Like, let's go to this party together. Let's go to the movies. Like, let's go out to dinner. Let's do all these datey kind of things. To the point where when I actually got a girlfriend, she was ridiculously jealous. Like, crazy jealous. You know? And so it's, like, and it honestly was because, like, I was her girlfriend. Even though she was straight. Even though she was straight. Yeah. You know, like, every part of a relationship besides the sexual parts, we were in a relationship. Yeah. You know, and so then when I actually got a girlfriend and I was going to the movies with my girlfriend, going on dates with her, and she had all these feelings of, like, wait, now we're not going on dates? You know, now we're not doing all of these one-on-one things that you now are doing with someone that you also are sleeping with, you know? And I think that's a pretty common experience. Yeah, I'm going to assume that is a pretty shared experience with a lot of queer women. Mm -hmm. I liked being her girlfriend, you know, like (laughs) her stand-in boyfriend. I liked it. I like, I wanted to spend time with her. I wanted to like snuggle in her bed and watch Netflix. I wanted to do all these, you know, all these datey things. But then when the opportunity arises to have an actual relationship... Exactly. I'm like, well, I gotta take the actual relationship because it's yes. obviously giving me a lot more right. well-rounded satisfaction. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that's a pretty common thing and that, like, that particular straight girl, like, really valued my friendship and valued my time Yeah. in a way that it was so one-on-one yeah. and so all of the time that I couldn't be her stand-in boyfriend and be a girlfriend to someone else. Yeah. Girls who create that situation, Mm -hmm. I think it's also, you know, we talked about it being a safe space. I think it's also a really one directional space, Mm -hmm. you know, because I think that safety of knowing that like lesbians aren't going to ask for things that they know you don't want means that they don't have to reciprocate in any way, really. Mm -hmm. You know, like they're getting all that attention. They're getting all that validation and it's requiring nothing of them. Yes. (laughs) And I think that's why, you know, like for the lesbian in that situation, when an actual relationship opens up, it's like, oh, you could put all that emotional energy in and get some of it back. Yeah. What a concept. And have someone who's like physically into you. Yeah. But I think it is, you know, it's a very safe and I think it's also very... And rewarding is not the right word, but I'm blanking on a better one. But, you know, I just, I think they get a lot out of that. 
Oh yeah, they get a lot out of that relationship. And then I do feel like a lot of the times the lesbian in that scenario is left with something that's a little lacking. Yeah. What I was trying to say is I didn't hate it. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Because I was getting things out of that relationship. I liked that person a lot as a friend. I really enjoyed spending time with them. But there's always going to be this something that's missing when you want more. Right. And you're giving all of that emotional validation and not necessarily getting it back. Right. Yeah, which I think is a is a common thing to happen. Like, I've had that happen with even friends who I wasn't attracted to. And I think it was almost an easier scenario because I could step out of it and be like, yeah. this is what's happening in this, re- in this relationship. I am the person that they keep using as their emotional stand-in boyfriend and I don't really want to be. So I can more easily disconnect from that yeah but yeah i think that's a pretty common thing that happens i agree i would guess i would venture to say that we are gonna find a lot of people who have had this experience yeah. as well if you've also had the experience please share with us because i feel you i feel you so hard <laughs> and it's okay it gets especially better especially if you're if you're in that space now you know and uh dealing with some of those muddy waters yeah it's we get it we've been there we get we, it we feel you and it is so much you, ugh, it is so much nicer <laughs> when you have all those things. Yeah. And more. So you'll get there. You'll get there. So something else that, that we were trying to think about when we were brainstorming for this episode that we thought was interesting is that I feel like this is a very shared experience. I think it's something that's very common for lesbian women, queer women to have gone through. And what we thought was interesting is trying to think of representations of this in the media. We had a harder time coming up with examples of where we think we've seen something like this. You know, a straight girl who identifies as straight, but kind of toes that line or maybe or maybe pushes that line mm-hmm. in terms of seeking attention or giving attention to a lesbian in her life. So we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the ones that we do think we've seen and maybe quickly touch on why why we think it's not something that's seen more commonly. Yeah, well, I think the main thing is that most of the examples that we found are with women who identify as straight but sleep with lesbians. Yeah. That line of, like, the example of me and my friend who definitely had a blurred line of a relationship but there was never anything physical there, we don't see that very often. Yeah. Because I think that doesn't fit into the tight, neat little boxes that people want things to be in. But we did come up with some, though. So yes, we so did. I would say the first one, girls who identify as straight but sleep with women. I think the first one that came to mind for me was Morello in Orange is the New Black. It's a little dicey because I don't think that they've explicitly labeled her sexuality. Mm-hmm. But I think if I had to to categorize it, I would either say that she identifies as straight or there's some sort of very hetero romantic thing going on with Morello. I don't see her being in a relationship with a woman, but she's in a situation where she's certainly going to sleep with women and get that validation from women. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially if that woman is Natasha Leone, and who can blame her? Yeah, I don't blame her at all. And then I think we actually talked about this in another episode, but there's a movie called Lost and Delirious, which was Piper Perabo's first turn as a lesbian in a film. Uh, <laughs> Piper Perabo's lesbian goddess. Just keep playing lesbians. Yeah. We love it. And I mean, this is the type of story where the they're at a boarding school, so they're pretty young. They're in high school. Piper Perbo and her roommate have a sexual relationship, and Piper Perbo's character is identifies as a lesbian, and the girl that she's sleeping with is like, you know, I'm 
I'm into you kind of thing, but I'm still straight. Like, I'm straight. This is just, this is kind of a phase, like that kind of a storyline. And then ends up, you know, dating a dating a boy and Piper Pearbog spirals and it's it's real rough. But um, I think that storyline we see pretty often of someone who self-identifies as straight and sleeps with another woman and then ultimately in the end of that storyline ends up being with a man and leaving the lesbian in the dust, which is always real rough for us. Yeah. Yeah. And then another one of my favorites, which I think, okay, this I think is the <laughs> is the closest to what we're talking about, which I think is why I freaking loved the show. Okay. And this is faking it. Yeah. Right? Because you have... Amy and Karma, they're best friends, and they're so close, right? They spend all their time together. And I think Karma definitely has a lot, a lot of feelings of jealousy when Amy gets a girlfriend. Because Amy and her girlfriend, like, her girlfriend takes all of her Amy's attention away from Karma. But Karma was never going to give her what she wanted because Karma identifies as straight. Yep. So there's this whole tug of war of... Amy's in love with Karma. Karma's not in love with Amy, but she still wants Amy's attention. And I think that's like the most spot on of what we're talking about here. If anyone has not seen Faking It, please watch it. I just freaking love that show. I wish it was still on. And if you liked Faking It, but you found it a little frustrating that, you know, there is sort of that unresolved tension there. There's also a great book that's very similar storyline, but, you know, spoiler does have a happy ending, and it's called Dating Sarah Cooper by Sarah Malley, and that's also great. You should check that out. There's also a new recent movie that I think deals with this pretty well, and that's Almost Adults. Mm-hmm. Starring some of your favorites, Natasha Negavanlis and Elise Bauman. You might know them. You might have heard of them. You may have heard of them. And unfortunately, in the movie, they play best friends, so there's no kissing. Um, <laughs> not of each other. Of each other, yeah. But yeah. I think you have a, a super similar situation here where Elise Bauman's character comes out and ends up not being the emotional support that Natasha Negavanlis has always expected from her because yeah. now she has, a, she has a girlfriend, she's dealing with some lesbian feelings, she's trying to figure herself out, and she's not being the stand-in boyfriend that Natasha has always expected her to be. And I think it's great because they really do a good job, I think, of presenting that tension. There's a lot, when you watch the movie, there's a huge feeling of, like, will they, won't they, like, are they getting together? Is Natasha's character into her? You mm -hmm. know, that, like, you you almost can't really tell. That's sort of where the movie ends is her character is straight. She's not into Elisa's character mm -hmm. that way, you know? But I think that, that that it does a really good job of portraying that experience. Mm -hmm. Another one that I that I that we hadn't talked about before, but that I also thought of, that I think it's an interesting one to put in here because it's going to bring up a lot of other things that we don't really have time to get into oh, too much. But that I thought was really interesting is in the L word, um, Kit and Ivan, the drag king. Yes. We haven't really gotten into a lot of the gender dynamics of a lot of this in terms of, you know, we're kind of painting everything with a broad brush, I think. And so we're just painting lesbians and straight girls. as mm -hmm. like, there's one thing, all lesbians are the same, which we know is not the case. But I think that's a really interesting one, too, of Kit having these feelings that she's not quite sure what to do with, because 
she's sort of really into Ivan as Ivan, you know, but Ivan, I mean, and, and again, this is my understanding of how the show presented this, I believe, is Ivan is a lesbian who dresses as a man and, and performs as a man, but they don't explicitly characterize the character as trans. Mm-hmm. She's very much presented as a female drag king. And so I think that's a really interesting thing, too, of it kind of toes that line and it's confusing for Kit as a straight woman. Yes. You know, to figure out if they can, you know, can that work? Can they make it work? Mm-hmm. She's attracted to her, but she's attracted to her kind of as a him when she's performing. And anyways, I, I just thought that was an interesting one as well um, in terms of places where you might might have seen something like this. But if anyone wants media. to make something similar, I feel like the, this is unexplored territory that I would love to see explored yeah. more often because I think it's a very shared experience. Yeah, it is a real experience and it's not one that you see a lot. And I think you know, it is something that I think, because you don't see it, I think gets confusing for for lesbians or, or for queer women who find themselves in that situation sometimes. You haven't seen it. You don't know that this is a thing that can be happening, you know? And yep. so you're stuck with that, like, is she just starting to come out? Is she Yeah, the only everything? thing you see is, okay, well, clearly she's going to turn gay. Exactly. Turn gay, yeah. quote unquote, like, whatever, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah. So anyways. In conclusion, straight girls love lesbians. <laughs> Sometimes a little too much. A little too much. It's okay, ladies. We love you too. Also a little too much. Let's all be <laughs> Some friends. Some of us. <laughs> Ellie. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm over it. Speaking of Ellie, are you ready for some Q&Gay? Yes, Q&Gay. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Let's take it away. Q, 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 and gay. Q&Gay. Question one. Have you ever had a straight girl who was way too into you? Yup. Yeah. Yeah. I think we've I think we've covered that. Yes. For sure. <laughs> Question two. Why do you think that situation happened? Do you think she was more interested in experimentation or do you think she just liked the attention? Mm, attention. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. That's okay. Everyone likes attention. Right. And then. Yeah. Okay. What's worse? So this is this is our throwback again to uh, episode three of being too into straight girls. So what do you think is worse, being too into a straight girl or having a straight girl be too into you? Oh God, being too into a straight girl is way worse. <laughs> Get me out of here. Okay. Question four: Have you played the stand-in boyfriend? Yes. Yeah. We all day, every day. We've all been there. Question five, do you think that this is more correlated to age, correlated to environment, or correlated to relationship status? Ooh, I feel like it's mm, interestingly relationship status. Hmm. Which is not something we talked about, but I think it's interesting. I don't, well, it's it's a lot of things. It's, this is too complicated to answer, but I do feel like I've felt it so much more with single straight girls. Because, <laughs> yeah. They might, they might need that attention a little more. Yeah. 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 A little bit. Okay. Question six, last question. Do you think sexuality is becoming more fluid over time? Um, yes. For sure. Me too. Agreed. And I love it. Great questions. And remember, you can give us your own answers to this episode's Q&A questions on our Twitter at Les Hangout Pod. Uh, you can also find us on Instagram and on Facebook at Les Hangout Pod. Or you can email us at leshangoutpod at gmail.com. 
You could also check out our website at isleshangoutpod.com. And if you like the podcast and you want to support us, you can listen on Radio Public at bit.ly slash leslisten. We get paid listens every time you listen on that app. And it's totally free. Yeah, it is. For season two, we'll be doing another Patreon campaign to make it to our third goal of $500 per month. We're now about halfway there, and we want to say a huge thank you to all of the patrons who have supported us for season one. If you become a new patron before we launch season two in September, you'll be entered into a drawing to answer our Q&A on air with us. Kayla got to do this in our first season for our Should Have Been Gay, A League of Their Own, and we had so much fun talking to her. Yet again, thank you so much to our season one patrons, and we hope to see a lot of new ones for season two. And you can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash leshangout. Also, if you want to rock some awesome Les Hangout merch, you can go to bit.ly slash lesshop. Woohoo! So if you need some new shirts for Pride Month, uh, maybe check out our store. We are also now officially up on Spotify, so you can follow us and listen there to help other people on Spotify find our show. And we just made the iTunes Top 200 in society and culture thanks to your subscriptions, ratings, and reviews. So make sure to rate us, review us, and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes if that's where you listen to help new people find the show. Also, all of our Less Central songs will be up on Spotify and iTunes soon, so keep an eye out for that. And you can find us individually if you want to find me. I am on Twitter and Instagram at LSH Foster. And if you want to find me, I'm at Ellie Brigida on Twitter and Instagram. And with that, I'm Ellie. And I'm Lee. And, and let's, let's hang, hang out, out again, again soon. soon. Let's hang out. Ow, ow, ow.